Punky Peeps, I'm your host Angela Bowen and welcome to another episode of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Today I will be discussing Season 1, Episode 19, Punky Brewster's Workout, which aired on February 24th, 1985. But before then, I just hope that you're all having a great weekend for the U.S. listeners. I hope it's a an exciting and safe holiday time that everyone's being safe on the water if you're out in the boats jet skis if you're shooting off fireworks please be safe and I'll just have a great great time have a burger or a hot dog in my honor <laughs> all right well while we're in a celebratory mood how about a little punky brewster to make it an even better holiday weekend I do want to excuse if you hear any uh, interruptions or anything. Hopefully, microphone shouldn't really pick it up too much. I mean, there are some uh, fireworks going off nearby, but they're not too, too loud. I also have a fan going nearby. Um, before I get into the episode, I wanted to mention how I got to try Burger King's newest shake, the Fruit Loop Shake, which I thought was okay. And also, I finally watched my Blu-ray copy of Moana, which I didn't see in the theater, so I did see it for the first time. It's actually also on Netflix, but I watched my Blu-ray copy. It was a great movie. I loved the songs and the overall message. I went kind of Moana crazy and bought a stuffed Pua the Pig off of Amazon. I also went out and bought the Funko Pop of Moana and Pua, as well as the soundtrack and a bookmark. Before I get into today's into today's episode, I'd like to tell you all mm, excuse me, about a beautiful message I received this morning on the Punky Power Punky Brewster podcast page. From a new, a new listener, her name is Lauren. I'm giving a shout out to you, Lauren. I want you to know I am making you an honorary Punky Peep of the Week. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to having you listen to even more episodes. She told me she just started listening to this podcast last night, how she used to watch Punky Brewster as a child, and how it helped her out because she found that she could relate to Punky Brewster on some levels. See, Punky peeps, this is what I'm talking about right here. Punky, I'm sure, has been as like a a beacon of hope for all of us in some way or another. For me, it was because I knew how she felt. She had been abandoned by her mother, Even though, you know, I really hadn't been totally abandoned by my mom. I knew that she loved me, but she was unable to be in my life because the disease that she had, lupus, had left her physically and mentally unable to care for me. So I lived with my aunt and uncle for a couple years when I was seven and eight, and then when I turned nine, I moved back home to live with my dad, which was an adjustment for me because I had only seen him on the weekends. I was reintroduced to Punky when I was 13 and 14 when my grandma would take me to visit my mom. We'd watch Punky Brewster during our visit. I cherished the memories of watching these episodes with my mom and then later on as an adult my husband then boyfriend Jeremy had bought the first season of the show on DVD for me for my birthday. I was happy to be able to share the show again with him and his mom. You know, I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I'll say it again now. You guys are why I keep doing this podcast. It's not just for myself and my love of the show. Yes, that is a big part of it, but it's because of you all that are the biggest part. 
your kind words, knowing I'm bringing you all the laughter, enjoyment, and bringing back all those warm memories of your childhood, that is what motivates me and keeps me going every single week. And for this, I thank you all. You are all my punky peeps. One last thing. I posted tonight on Instagram on the Punky Power podcast Instagram page for this episode about Team Challenge, Cherry and Alan's ship name, and... Cherry Johnson, the actress, had commented, she's like, aww, this made my night. Alright, without further ado, here it is, the episode. As I said, I'll be reviewing Season 1, Episode 19, Punky Brewster's Workout, which aired on February 24th, 1985. In this episode, Henry purchases a video camera for his photo studio and firmly warns warns Punky that she is not to touch it under any circumstances. However, while he's away, she and her friends make an exercise tape and think... I'm sorry. And... Hold on a second. I got two animals under this blanket. I'll be right back. Sorry about all that giggling. Uh, Quinn in London, they went upstairs, so hopefully they'll stay up there for a bit. Alright, however, while he's away, she and her friends make an exercise tape and think he won't know about it until the camera lens breaks. We begin the episode in the kitchen as the kids and Betty are sitting at the kitchen table. Henry comes through the front door with a camcorder saying, Everybody on the set, lights, camera, action! He aims the camera at the open doorway to the kitchen, and Brandon comes out through the doggy door, and Betty follows with the girls. Holy macanoli! Punky exclaims as she and Cherry begin posing for the camera. He tells them it's his new video camera that comes with his new VCR. Cherry asks, What's a VCR? Don't feel, don't feel bad, Sherry. Kids today don't know what a VCR is either. Only their reason is because they, the VCR has become obsolete after the DVD player and Blu-ray player have come out. And now with online streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and DVD services like Redbox, people find other ways to watch movies. And with Phones now having cameras, camcorders like Henry's, and even the smaller ones have gone the way of the dinosaur. Punky tells her it's a video castanet recorder. Henry corrects her, saying it's a video cassette recorder. Punky and Cherry wave at the camera, and then Henry points it at Betty and tells her to give him a big smile, and she tells him to get that camera out of her face. Because you all know how the saying goes, a camera adds 10 pounds. Henry jokes around with her saying how he caught the real her and she holds up her fist at him in a threatening manner. He puts the camera down and she's practically right up next to the camera. Well, Betty, if you didn't want to be on the camera, then why are you standing two feet directly in front of it? He tells them that he can hook the VCR up to the TV and they can record any program they want. Betty praises him on his purchase and how he actually, for the first time, spent money on something that is actually fun. Henry explains to Betty that the purchase isn't meant to be fun. It's meant for business. That people would rather have their wedding videotaped instead of just having it photographed. Punky rushes up to it 
asking if she can try it, but Henry stops her, saying the camcorder is complicated and delicate equipment and is not to be touched under any circumstances by children. Punky objects, saying, Henry, but then assures him she won't touch it. Really, Punky, I know you want to try it. Heck, if I were her age, I'm sure I would have been first in line to try to get my hands on it, too. But considering how much one of those cost back then, probably around $700, I know Punky is wise beyond her years in some areas, but this is a major investment for Henry's business. In the next scene, the camera is set up on a tripod in the living room. Who set it up? Henry? Did he just leave it there? Why? The kids and Brandon are hanging out behind the lower half of the kitchen door, and Punky mentions how it has the zoom lens. Alan complains how you need a zoom lens just to see it. Punky tells them, excuse me, that Henry told her not to go near it, and Margot tells her she's a prisoner in her own home. Huh? Why? Because she can't touch the camera? Punky finally decides that maybe they can go over and look at it, and Brandon leads the charge as the kids pile out from behind the door, practically tripping over each other to get to it. Wow, Brandon's intrigued by the camera, too. Punky comes to a halt, uh, halt about two feet away from the camera and reminds them they cannot touch it. Not even you? Margo asks. Didn't Punky already say that she couldn't touch it? She tells them she's the main person who's not allowed to touch it. Margot tells Punky she wants to be on TV. Well, Margot, why don't you sign up for acting classes so you can do commercials? I mean, her mother had her modeling and doing pageants at six months old. I'm surprised she hasn't been in a commercial yet, or maybe Star Search. Alan tells them they can all be on TV, and the other kids bounce around excitedly. What TV do they mean? Like the TV in the living room or TV TV, like broadcasting TV? If America's Funny Home videos existed, they could do that. But unfortunately, it wouldn't be on the air for at least four more years. She explains how the camera is for Henry's work and how he's going to take it to weddings and tape the whole shebangy. Shebangy. She means shebang. Why doesn't he take it to work with him so he can test it out and learn how to use it? Instead, he has it set up in the living room. The kids finally relent, saying okay. But it sure would be fun to make a video. A day in the life of Margot Kramer, Margot adds. Uh, yeah, we're not doing that. Can't you see it? Margot exclaims. No, we're not allowed to see horror films, Punky Deadpans. Alan and Jerry chuckle at this, and that causes Margot to throw out her one catchphrase, peasants. Margot, time for a new catchphrase. Punky tells them that they were, if they were to make a video, which they're not, she clarifies. She points out that they're in her place and the camera is technically hers, so the video should be about her. Margot tells Punky how she, how... She can sing and dance, and how she's as cute as a button. No, you're not, Margot. What can Punky do, Margot asks Cherry and Alan. She can knock your block off, Alan tells her. Wow, I haven't heard this term in years. Margot smiles and then looks at Punky, telling Alan, You're right. 
Margot got Margot's got the preppy look going on here with the sweater draped over the shoulders. Margot puts a hand on Punky's shoulder and asks what kind of video she would like to star in. Punky tells her how she really enjoys Jane Fonda's exercise tape. Oh, alright, so they've been using the VCR then. Cool. The first VCR my family had eventually started eating my tapes. It sent a lot of them to their death. The Little Mermaid, The Lamb Before Time, Turner and Hooch, All Dogs Go to Heaven, etc. She tells them maybe they can make one for kids. Now they're pumped as they jump up and down like, Hells yes, let's do this. Then Cherry imagines the title, Punky Brewster's Workout, which coincidentally is the title for this episode as well. Alan tells them he can direct it while they star in the video, and they're all game for it. Of course, Punky once again bursts their creative bubble as she tells them, well, it's not going to happen because the camera is, of course, strictly off limits, hands off. Alan and Cherry and Margot all sink down onto the couch as the realization sets in, their dreams of stardom dashed. Then, Punky slyly smiles, telling them Henry won't be home till 5.30 that evening. The kids excitedly rise from the couch saying, Yay! Like, tell me more of this devious plan, Punky. Then again, she burst their bubble, telling them it would be wrong. And the three sit back down again. Punky smiles at them and decides to go for it, and they all cheer up and go jumping up and down. Yay! Wow, remember the days when kids could be left home alone and parents didn't have to worry about something bad happening? Me too. I grew up one of those kids. Dang, did they get did that get old after a while? And lonely. BT dubs, I was probably ten or eleven when I was being left home alone all day long, usually during the summer. But I could just go to the farm, aka my grandparents' house which was only like a mile away or half a mile away, or had my Aunt Debbie come and pick me up and I could hang out with my cousins. Brandon barks his little puppy barks in approval at Punky and her friend's plan to make a video. Now we see a lot of the TV, and they already made the video. They're rewinding it. Why does it rewind in black and white, but then when they play it back, it's in color? We see a yellow sign with the words Punky Brewster Presents. Then the next sign says Punky Brewster's Workout. Another sign starring Punky Brewster as she drops the sign and points to herself. Next you see Cherry holding up a sign that reads, And her best friend Cherry Johnson as she slowly lowers the sign and is wearing a freaked out expression like, What did I just get myself into? Then we see another sign that says, Guest starring Margot Kramer, America's Sweetheart as Margot throws her sign aside and thrusts her arms triumphantly into the air like, look at me, tell me I matter. Then we see Ellen with a red director's cap and wearing a fake mustache, holding a sign upside down, typical in typical Ellen fashion, that reads, greatly directed by Alan Anderson. Then we see another sign that reads, special dog barks by Brandon the Wonder Dog, as the camera raises higher to see Brandon's face as he licks the camera lens. Alright, now that we have all the introductions out of the way, we see Punky dressed in her workout gear as she greets the imaginary child audience. As she recites, Punky Brewster here with a children's guide to physical fitness. She tells them if they exercise with her, they too can have Punky power. 
They can have punky power, she shouts the last part. I notice when she says this, there's an echo in the room. Is it an effect of the video? She then introduces Cherry and Margot as her two assistants. She introduces Cherry, who gulps loudly and looks like she swallowed a frog. She's so apprehensive looking. Punky tells the kids at home that she's shy, that Cherry is shy. And then she introduces Margot, who strikes a pose, throwing her hands in the air, like, I'm a superstar, look at me, love me, don't you want to be me? And Punky tells the audience that Margot is not shy. Margot gets her face right up into the camera, telling the kids at home to look for her exercise tape. It will be coming out soon. She's Margot Kramer, with a K. Yikes, she's trying to hijack the video. But luckily, Punky pushes Margot away and into the background as she tells them, well, until then, they'll be doing her tape. Punky tells everyone watching at home that before they start, they have to loosen up their muscles. And they start to shake, or more like convulse, as Alan decides to get in on the action, turning Punky's workout video into something to be rivaled against the shaky cam effect in the Blair Witch Project movie. Yes, before you exercise, take all... Your currently undigested breakfast and regurgitate it. Thanks a lot, Alan, the girls yell at him. He apologizes, telling them it looked like fun, so he decided to partake. Punky informs the viewers now that they're all shook up. Now that they're all shook up, it's time to perform the first exercise. We see another sign on the floor that says aerobics. For their first exercise, they try writing in place. After 30 seconds of that, she tells the viewers that if they get bored with that, they can try running around the place. This, of course, gets Brandon all riled up as the girls run around in a circle, trying not to run into Brandon's hulking form. I notice the couch is moved to the side. Could all four kids move that couch? I mean, I know they didn't have to pick it up to move it, just pushed it back over to the side, but still, couches were heavy back then. Heck, they're heavy. They're even heavy now. I mean, even my husband, you know, Jeremy and I tried to move our smaller couch when we got this new couch. And because it's one of those couches that has the um, extension of the, uh, the footrest on it, it has all that metal down there. So that's what, of course, made it really heavy. So we had to take it out the front door and then move it up and around the side of the house to bring it up through the garage and into the family room. Yeah, we had to take a lot of breaks there. <laughs> Now we move on to a robo snacks. Now we move on to aeroba snacks, and we see Punky with the delicious ice cream cone telling the viewers how everyone loves in-between meals snacks. But the trouble is, they can turn you into a little lardo. Yeah, that would not fly today. That would be PC, calling children or people fat. That would not exist on today's TV. But she assures us that if we exercise while we eat, we'll keep the lard off. Cherry and Marco come back into the frame with their own ice cream cones, and they begin a fun little exercise number as they move their arms back and forth and up and down and side to side to some patriotic music. Punky tells Alan to get a close-up of the ice cream cone, and he walks over to it as he smears the lens over the ice cream. Didn't Punky say it had a zoom lens? I'm sure this came with an instruction booklet, and these kids are, what, nine years old? They could, they can read. They should have at least practiced before filming. 
I'm sure if it said zoom on it, you can like, oh, this zooms in, this zooms out. Okay. Punky yells at Alan that he shouldn't have gotten that close, and he wipes out the mess on the lens, only making it worse. In the next scene, now the lens looks sparkling clean as we see another sign for the next exercise. Aerobic homework. Homework. Punky tells the viewers how they can jazz up their boring math homework by incorporating exercise into it, as the girls solve multiplication problem 4 times 3, and they raise their legs in the air until they reach the answer, which is 12. They say 4 times 3 is 12, or 3 times 4 is 12, or however you want to look at it. Suddenly, the phone rings, and as Punky walks over to it, she explains that... Even the phone can be turned into an exercise as she lifts the heavy rotary phone into the air. She answers it and is surprised to hear that it's Henry checking up on them. She tells them they're fine. They're doing their homework. Then she hangs up on them. All the while this is going on, Alan is hiding behind the side of the couch and Punky tells Henry... Tells him Henry was on the phone, not in the apartment. As she goes over to him, he tells her he panicked, and she just shakes her head at him in shame. Like, oh, Alan. Next up is a exercise tips from our animal friends, as we see Brandon wearing different colored leggings. Punky tells the viewers how her dog Brandon is in great shape because he walks on four legs, and then the girls try to imitate that. The girls all walk on all fours, once past the camera, then Punky gets up saying how she's exhausted. You're eight, kid. You shouldn't be exhausted. You should have unlimited amounts of energy. She looks at Brandon and says, I'm dog-tired, as she pets him. No wonder your tongue hangs out all the time, Brandon. Then we see a close-up of a fish inside a fishbowl, as Punky narrates how they can also learn from Cherry's fish slugger, and they make fish faces. Excuse me. Excuse me there. Woo. I did not mean to do that into the microphone. Punky and Cherry start <clears throat> start sucking in their cheeks and puckering their lips as they repeat the word guppy over and over again. And Margo just looks at them in horror, telling them she flat out refuses to make a fish face. To which Punky replies, fine, then you can go home. And she waves her off. But Margo won't be deterred, so she joins in on the fish, fish face action. Try saying that three times fast. Then Punky tells the viewers her lips are shot, so that wraps it up for today. And she gives them a last tip. And remember, kids, you won't be chunky if you work out with Punky, all three of the girls say. Then we see another sign that reads, The End. Ta-da! And then the sign slides down slightly to the right. Then we see another sign. Punky Brewster's workout was brought to you by... Then we see another sign. Punky Brewster. And we hear the girls cheering in the background. We see the kids watching the playback on the couch, and we see another sign. This Punky Brewster production was was and then another sign a punky brewster production then we see brandon in a cardboard sign and he barks it looks like a throwback sign for the mgm logo with the lion the kids all congratulate each other on a job well done and brandon too and margo of course having to make it all about her as she says you know i realized something and the other kids say what and she tells them i'm incredibly beautiful punky rolls her eyes at this Alan shyly tells Cherry she made a great guppy face. Aww, that's cute. What was their ship name that I came up with? 
Oh yeah, Chalen. Thanks, Alan, she tells him and imitates a guppy face. Then she kisses him on the cheek. Alan holds up a hand to his cheek, almost unbelieving that it happened. Wow, my first fish kiss. Cherry is covering her mouth with her hands, trying to hide her giggles. Margo suggests they make another video, and Cherry and Alan are all for it. Now they'd have to... Now that they've had a taste of stardom, and now that they've been bitten by the acne bug, they want to make another video, of course. Punky puts their dreams to a halt, and she reminds them that Henry will be home soon, and if he catches her with the camera, she'll be history. Punky, to go, Punky goes to grab the camera, then she and Alan get into a tug-of-war match as they each struggle to hold on to the camera, but it ends up falling on the floor. Even Brandon looks on from the chair disapprovingly as trouble-brewing music comes on. Uh-oh, not good, guys. Cherry and Margo look at each other in shock, and Alan looks like his goose is cooked. Alan picks it up off the floor and examines the lens, and he confirms that it is cracked. As he hands it back to Punky, telling her she's dead meat. The way he hands it to her... Like it's, he hands it to her like it's a hot potato, and he backs away like ten feet from her, like, I want no part of this, I wasn't here, nobody saw me. Punky tells him, I knew we shouldn't have played with it, and Ellen suggests they could get it fixed before Henry finds out. And the girls jump up and down thinking, it's great, it's a great idea. Punky offers up her four dollars, and Cherry tells them her grandma's going to give her twenty dollars, but not until next Christmas. Well, that's no good. What else you got? Punky turns to Margo, but she tells them all her money's in T-bills or treasury bills. And I looked this up. Treasury bills or T-bills are sold in terms ranging from a few days to 52 weeks. Bills are typically sold at a discount from the par amount, also called face value. For instance, you might pay 990 for a $1,000 bill. Uh, okay, whatever that means. Punky tells them the only thing left to do is to tell Henry, and Alan asks, isn't something, isn't there something wrong to do that we can try first? As he sits down next to the girls on the couch, the three kids look at Punky together and say, we? Like, yeah, right, Punky. How quick they are to abandon her when the going gets tough. Yeah, Punky tells them, and they all say, Bye, and head out the door. Punky at first looks shocked, but then isn't that surprised. She turns to Brandon saying, Well, Brandon, I guess it's just you and me. But heck no, Brandon hightails it out of there and through the doggy door into the kitchen like, Oh no, you are on your own here, girly. And the next scene, we see Punky on the couch folding laundry, maybe hoping it'll take the heat off her. Brandon's back helping out. I guess he decided it was, but time to face the music with her then turn tail and run henry comes in the door in a chipper mood asking her how her day was and he looks at the laundry basket on the couch you did the laundry he asks astonished she tells him she also washed the morning dishes and then vacuumed the whole place yeah but there's not really any carpet anywhere it's either hardwood floor or linoleum in the kitchen well, there's hardwood in, hardwood in the living room and then linoleum in the 
kitchen area. Maybe there's an area rug in the living room, but that's about all that constitutes as carpet in the apartment. She says to him, Honestly, Henry, I think this apartment is where old dust balls go to die. He chuckles at this. You did all these tasks unforbidden, or unbidden, excuse me, guys. He asks, she tells him, no, I wore an apron. He corrects her, asking, why did you do all these chores? Because as we know, kids never do chores on their own unless they want something or are trying to make up for something. Total kid logic. She tells him how today should be Henry's appre- Henry's Appreciation Day. He just stares her down suspiciously like, really? Yep, she says. Yeah, he's not buying it, kiddo. Nice try, though. <laughs> All right, Punky, what are you up to? Did you flunk a spelling test? Did you lose the milk money? You must have done something wrong. Punky puts her hands on her hips, saying, Boy, Henry, that hurts, she tells him. Wow, she's keeping her cool. I'm surprised she hasn't cracked yet. Lord knows I can't keep anything from my husband. If I've done something wrong or made a mistake, the guilt would eat me alive. Like when I told him I was ten minutes late for work, I normally wasn't going to say anything, but I'm like, I wanted to just be honest, because, you know, like I said, I can't hide anything from my husband. Or when I left my debit card at the gas pump. I got it back, of course, but I still had to have it replaced for security reasons. I still had to tell him. Punky chastises Henry, telling him how she spent all afternoon doing something nice for him, and all he can think of is how she must have done something wrong. Well, that's a fine how-do-you-do. Henry apologizes for being harsh, and he decides to prove his gratefulness to her by taking pictures of her with his new camera. Gulp. And here she was trying to take the heat off herself, and he goes straight for the camera. That's what you think, Punky nervously mumbles, mumbles to herself. What? Henry asks, her, mishearing her. I said, don't you think I look a mess after doing all this housework? Punky tells him. On the contrary, I think you look adorable, Henry tells her. She puts her hands up to cover her face, telling him she looks a fright. He says, come on, let me shoot you, as he sets up the camera on the tripod, or gets ready to. Punky says, please don't say shoot you. He sets up the VCR, but then he ends up tripping over the tripod and cam the camcorder winds up falling into the laundry basket, which really wouldn't crack the lens, but when he gets up, he discovers the lens is in fact cracked, thinking it was caused by him tripping over the tripod. Henry berates himself over his clumsiness, and Punky asks him if the camera is ruined. He tells her, no, it'll just ha he'll just have to buy a new lens, which will cost a small fortune. I really don't know how much what it will cost to uh, buy a new lens, because wouldn't he have to get that from the manufacturer? I mean, <clears throat> unless he could just go to a regular, you know, wherever he bought it, if they have a lens, he'd probably he'd have to have it repaired more than likely. Henry is really letting himself have it, even going so far as to calling himself a clumsy idiot. Punky tells him that accidents happen, and he shouldn't be so hard on himself. He tells her he already spent more than he could afford when he bought it, and now due to his clumsy nature, he'll have to break down and film or take photographs of Mrs. Wappelman's Pekingese. He tells Punky it's like looking at a rat with hair. I don't know, Henry. I think they're kind of cute. I mean, I looked them up. They're, they're cute little dogs. Swished in face, sure, but cute. 
Tonky tells Henry dogs can't help how they look. Henry tells her I was referring to Mrs. Waffleman. Yikes. Well, in her defense, people can't always help how they look either. Henry tells her what really makes him feel foolish is the fact that he ordered her to stay away from it and he ends up being the one to break it. Now, would that qualify as ironic? Maybe. Punky asks if she can help pay for a new lens, and he tells her, no, he broke it, so he'll pay for it. But he appreciates the offer. He tells her she's the best daughter a father could ever ask for. Wow, that's digging the guilt knife a little deeper. Now it's nighttime, and we're in Punky's bedroom. Brandon's actually inside his new doghouse. He's looking at Punky with a serious and concerned expression on his face. And we see she's not in bed, but sitting on a stool with her chin in her hand, ruminating over her guilt. Stop it. I'm going to... Stop it. I'm going to play this clip between her and Brandon as she tries to cover up guilt by keeping quiet, but Brandon's facial expressions drive her to finally confess her sin to Henry. I'm going to play the whole clip between her and Brandon and then between her omission of guilt to Henry because it's such a great clip. It is a little long, but it's punky, so it's okay. And I'll be right back. Brandon, don't look at me like that. I know I'm a worm. I'm lower than the low slow. <laughs> You didn't have to agree with me. <laughs> Look at it this way. Henry thinks he broke the camera. And I got away with it. Even a worm deserves to get lucky once in a while. <laughs> I know, I know. I should tell Henry the truth. But on the other hand, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. I know, I know. I don't buy that either. If I tell Henry the truth, then I'll really lower the boom on me. Okay, Brandon. You win. I'll call Henry in here and spill the beans. Here goes. Henry, Henry, I broke your camera. <laughs> he must not care. See how well he took it. Well, good night, Brandon. <laughs> Getting on my nerves, Brandon. <laughs> I know, I know. It's time to finally come clean. Wish me luck. Henry, Henry! Hanky, why aren't you asleep? I can't sleep. I've got anxiety. And who? Anxiety. My stomach is nervous. My head itches. I've got anxiety. Oh, anxiety. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> you sure it's not the flu? There's a lot of that going around. Nope. What I cashed, I didn't catch from anybody. I definitely gave it to myself. Hmm. Would you like to talk about it? Yeah. Have you ever had a bottle of shampoo with a bubble in it? Probably. I've lived a long time. <laughs> you know how if you turn the bottle of shampoo upside down, 
the bubble's going to float to the top. And if you turn it to its side, it's going to float to the top, too. Fascinating. <laughs> Is there any point to all this? Yes. That's what's going on in my stomach. You drank shampoo? No. It just feels like one of those bubbles. Except this bubble talks to me. A talking bubble? What does it say? It says... Fess up, Punky. Tell Henry the truth. What truth? You didn't break your camera. I did. You did? Yes, I disobeyed you. And I was playing with it, and I broke it. I feel terrible. I'm really sorry. Is there anything else you want to say? Let me check my bubble. <laughs> nope, that's it. You know, Punky, that talking bubble inside of you is a very special friend. It's your conscience. And when it starts talking, you better listen to it because it's telling you the difference between right and wrong. Punky, I'm proud of you. You are? Yes, if you hadn't confessed, you might have gotten away with this and that would have been wrong. That's what my bubble said. However, you did disobey me, and for that you have to be punished. My bubble didn't say anything about that. <laughs> Since you've shown me that you're grown up enough to tell the truth, I think you're grown up enough to choose your own punishment. Oh. Okay. How about this? No TV for now. Don't you think it's a little light? Oh. Okay. I suppose. How about this? I just swim across Lake Michigan with tractor tires tied to my ankles. That sounds a little too excessive. No. How about this? I have to do extra chores to help pay for the new lens. That sounds reasonable. Good. Boy, do I feel better now. So do I. You see, Punky, a few minutes before you called me in here, I found out that you'd been playing with my new video camera. And I was wondering if you had broken the lens and not me. How did you find out I was playing with it? Never mind. Right now it's time for you to go to sleep. Good night. Good night, Henry. Oh, Punky, do I have a double chin? No. Well, I don't want to get one. I'd better do some guppy faces. After Punky confess confesses to breaking the camera, I hope you guys enjoyed the clip, by the way. After she confesses to breaking the camera due to her anxiety, when she confesses due to that, which is actually 
her conscience, Henry explains to her. She tries to think of a suitable punishment, but none seem good enough until she finally settles on one that works, where she does extra chores to help pay for the new lens. Henry reveals that he figured out that she had been playing with his new video camera, thinking that maybe she had broken the lens. She asks him how did he find out, and he tells her it's not important, as he tucks her into bed. But before he shuts the door, he turns around and asks her if she thinks he's getting a double chin. And he says, well, he better do some guppy faces just in case. And he turns to her, sucking in his cheeks and puckering his lips. What a good sport he is. That's the end of the episode, everyone. Have a great 4th of July tomorrow and a great rest of the week. And have a wonderful week for all you international listeners. Time for my Brandon Tailwag episode rating. I am giving this episode 4 out of 5 Brandon Tailwags. 1. For the importance of fitness for kids, especially nowadays. 2. Punky incorporating education, math, into aerobics and an aerobics exercise. Interesting. What a great way for kids to get exercise and learn their times tables, too. Three, Cherry Kisses Alan. The challenge ship lives. Four, Brandon convinces Punky to face the music with Henry, who teaches her the importance of honesty and listening to your conscience. Or as Jiminy Cricket always says, let your conscience be your guide. I took one tail wig off for Alan's insistence on making another video and getting into a tug of war with Punky causing the camera to fall and the lens to break. He should have just respected Punky's wishes and handed it back over to her with no argument. Time for Punky's principles. What I got from this episode. Look, guys, I know as kids, when our parents got a new toy of some kind, we all wanted to play with it. Whether it be a new VCR or CD player, kids of the 80s, a new computer or video game system, kids of the 90s, or a new tablet or iPhone, kids of today. But like we do, sometimes our emotions get the better of us, and we can't help ourselves. Am I right? And then things happen. We drop it, break it, get it wet, etc. We don't mean to, but it happens. And that's when it's best to just be honest and come clean. We more than likely will get in trouble, probably get yelled at, or maybe even grounded. More than likely a combination of all three. But you'll get over it. Your parents will get over it. You can't fix dishonesty no matter how many times you apologize. It'll always be there. The distrust. The uncertainty. And that doesn't always go away. Trust is something that has to be earned back. So save everybody involved the trouble. Be upfront about it the first time. And don't get the label of being a liar. Nobody wants that. Time for Punky Peeps Around the World as we give a shout out to some new listeners from all over this week. Tokyo, Japan. Carol Stream, Illinois, Lowell, Michigan, Muskegon, Michigan, Newburyport, Massachusetts, Avignon, France. I'm sorry if I mispronounce any of these cities. I am sorry. Santa Clara, California, Mumbai, Indi India, Oxford, I'm guessing Mississippi, MS, Mississippi, Hyattsville, Maryland, Phoenix, Arizona, Uberaba, Brazil, 
Oaklawn, Illinois, Auckland, New Zealand, and Germany. I want to give a sincere thank you to all the listeners out there, whether you listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other listening platforms that you may use to hear this podcast. I love giving you the episode recaps of Punky Brewster every week. Joining me as I go into full detail, describing her many adventures and shenanigans with Henry, Brandon, and her friends, and as well as my occasional running commentary and childhood stories. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't won't miss an episode. The more rates and reviews this podcast gets, the easier it is for other people to see that it's out there. So tell your friends and family. This is a family-friendly podcast to be listened to by all. Also, check my social media sites, which you can access using the links on my SoundCloud account, Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I post throughout the week... Throughout the week, episode, uh, listener episode, and also trivia questions for upcoming episodes on all my social media sites. And if you'd like to become an honorary Punky Peep of the Week, with a crown and all, plus a shout out on the podcast, as well as a special congratulations post on all my Punky Power social media platforms. All you gotta do is just answer the listener question and episode trivia questions posted on all my social media sites. Facebook, Punky Power and an unofficial Punky Brewster Podcast. Instagram, Punky PB Podcast. Twitter, at Punky PB Podcast. Tumblr, Punky Power and unofficial Punky Brewster Podcast. And Gmail, Punky Power PB Podcast at gmail.com. For those of you that want to email me and tell me what Punky Brewster means to you, if you watched it as a child, or maybe you've introduced it to your child now, or anything Punky related as well as praise for this podcast. Next Monday, on July 10th, I will be reviewing Season 1, Episode 20, Gals and Dolls, which aired on March 30th, 1985, where Punky, along with Cherry and Margot's friendship, is tested when all three of the girls are after a butter lettuce baby doll who looks suspiciously similar to a Cabbage Patch doll. It's like the Elmo craze of the 90s. A much sought-after toy leads to riots in the store and fist fights fist fights among the housewives but in these this girl these girls' case it leads to silence among friends and sadness after only one doll is procured one doll three girls there can only be one winner in the end unless they pull a simpsons move like bart millhouse and martin did in the episode three men in a comic book where the boys attempt to share a comic book that they all pulled their money money into what am I even saying? Anyone who's seen that episode knows it ends badly. I will be concluding Season 1 later next week with the two-parter Fenster Hall Parts 1 and 2, the Season 1 finale. A failed attempt at a spinoff, and good thing, otherwise Benji, Benji Gregory, who plays Dash in the two episodes, would miss out on becoming BFFs with an alien named Elf a year later. The two-part episode also introduces us to Season 2 regular Mike Fulton, played by T.K. Carter, Punky's fourth-grade teacher. Look out, peeps, because August 1st begins Season 2 of Punky Brewster. Well, until next time, Punky peeps, have a great weekend and let your Punky power shine.